Hey, good morning. We are live once again. Welcome to Hospitality with me, Rupesh. I am super excited because I'm going to be doing this every Wednesday now, Wednesday at 9.15 Eastern. And I see that we're going live because I just got the LinkedIn notification. So definitely look out for the LinkedIn notification when you're trying to find this show. And guys, I am super excited to have on Mickey Klein. She's an interior designer. She's a commercial designer. She does hospitality. Uh, pretty much everything. She does homes. She's done everything, right? I'm super excited to talk to her about design today. And guys, this is episode number 17. I can't believe I've already, I've already done 17 episodes. And we're going to continue this because I, I like this. And if you like this, please comment yes if you do. And let us know where you're listening from. Last week, I think we had some people from the other side of the world, Asia, Malaysia. We had some people from all over the world that listen in and tune in. Guys, thank you so much for joining me and learning about hospitality and learning about customer, a bunch of stuff that we share in the hotel space. So I'm super excited to continue sharing this with you, which is hospitality. And guys, this episode number 17 is brought to you by Travel Media Group. Now, if you have problems with your social media, if you just need to get on social at your hotel, hit up Travel Media Group because that's what they do. They help hotels with reputation management to improve your reviews, on all the channels, not just TripAdvisor, but every channel across the board, including Google, which is super important. Um, and they also help you with social media. So if your hotel needs to post daily, like we talked about in the past episodes, hit up travelmediagroup.com, travelmediagroup.com, and get to my link. It's travelmediagroup.com forward slash Rupesh. I'm a brand advocate. My hotels use it. We love it. It's improved our it's actually improved a lot of things, especially online reviews and internal feedback too. So hit them up. Guys, thank you so much, Travel Media Group. Let's go on, move on with the show because I am super excited to bring on Mickey Klein because I've been following her on social and she's doing a lot of awesome things. And guys, before we bring her on, I do this every Wednesday, right? And next Wednesday is Christmas morning. Now, should I actually... Uh, get on LinkedIn and get on LinkedIn and uh, and post something or, or go live next week, Christmas morning at nine o'clock. Let us know. We have a bunch of people on. Hey, Nate. Hey, Crystal. Uh, Crystal's awesome from Texas. Uh, she actually came to our hotel uh, about a year or maybe a year and a half ago. And she was like, I just got to meet you. And so she stopped by my office one day and and one of my properties and said, hello, which is awesome. Crystal, welcome. Chad, there's a bunch of people on Tony. Um, guys, comment where you're, uh, Eduardo says Guatemala. I love this. Like we're inspiring people from all over the world, which I am super passionate about. So I'm going to continue sharing this, but should I go live on LinkedIn next week, which is Christmas, even if, if it's for like 15 minutes, because you know, it's, uh, it is uh, powerful to continue teaching this and get on a schedule, right? Um, I don't want to stop and I want to continue this. And I think the following week is January 1st, New Year's Day. And I'm going to not be in my office, but I'm going to continue sharing these ideas. So two weeks in a row that uh, a special or a holiday uh, is on a, on a Wednesday, right? Uh, I think I'm going to do this. What do you guys think? Let me know. Hit, hit the comments. Let us know. Hey, Heather. Hey, Neil. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm going to continue. I'm looking over here because I'm reading the comments on LinkedIn and uh, I'm just happy that you guys are here joining me. And I am super passionate about design. Like if you look at the back, we actually last night changed uh, the artwork. I love art. I love design. And 
I love just like stuff that's beautiful, right? It makes me feel good. It makes people that come to the office feel good. And it's great for presentation. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about design because ah, about 12 years ago, I was renovating a hotel and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do everything myself. I'm going to do my own construction. I'm going to do my own design. I'm going to do my, I'm going to do everything. And I actually did it in, uh, in nine or 10 months. I completed an entire project. We added rooms to the property. I borrowed my cousin's general contractor's license. And when it came to the design aspect of it, I went to the HD show in Vegas. I don't know if you've ever been, if you love design, you have to go to the HD hospitality design show in Vegas. And I think it's like, in no, it's in May. It's usually around May. And, um, I would go in and fly in, get ideas and then leave. Right. And I love that where you can, you're not thinking of these ideas yourself. Like you're going to experts and you're going to the industry and you're going to these conventions that inspire you. And that's what I did. So while I was going through the construction and the design phase, um, of me putting this, the, the renovating a property, I went to the show, got a bunch of ideas. Then what I did was I also went to all the brands that were popping up new prototypes. So, you know, every brand, Marriott, HD, Hilton, Choice, everybody. And I said, hey, send me your specs on what you guys uh, have new prototypes with. And, and then so I can get some ideas on what materials and the way the space looks. And I, I had a lot of flexibility in, in how I could design my lobby and stuff. And I did that. And, and since then, I've had a passion for design. Um, I've had a passion for just like doing a lot of different things. And if you notice, if you're on my Instagram, you notice that I'm just not this one guy that just likes like cooking or like hotel. I like everything. I like partying. I like having a good time. And that's what life's about. Right. And let me show you really quickly. Let me show you really quickly. I actually designed this when I was going through that renovation. And I showed this on, uh, on Instagram the other day. Hang on, I'll show you. So I designed this background right here. Uh, under the front desk and basically it's a foam board that I punched holes in and I then I did the tuffing and I love that you can just think outside the box right and and create something right and you don't have to be a professional designer to kind of come up with some ideas you borrow ideas from different places and what you like and you bring it into your uh, your your basically what you're doing right and so finish that project I've been doing a bunch of those things so I love design I love hotels and combining those two is a passion of mine still. And um, yeah, let's 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 continue this. But I, I want to bring on somebody super popular, super special in the space. And she's been doing hospitals, um, nursing homes. She's done a bunch of stuff, right? Let's bring her on because I'm excited to talk about design and uh, and what the new trends are for 2020, right? So welcome, Mickey, Mickey Klein. Welcome, Mickey, to. Hi. In live hospitality with me. Hi, thanks. It's a real pleasure to be here. This hey, is Lord, so cool. I, it sounds like I have uh, I have too much energy, and I do because I woke up at four four thirty this morning and went to okay. the gym. And, I'm going to join you in a few minutes. It's coming. This is my third cup. Don't tell anybody, but this is my third cup of coffee. I need it because. I'm, I'm there. They say that, you know, you're a morning person, but I feel like I'm not a morning. I think it's just like a mindset. What do you think? It's definitely a mindset or you can actually train your body to be a morning person. Unfortunately, um, I'm both a morning and night person because that is what happens when you have kids and a business and life. Um, but coffee definitely helps. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I've been following you on social and I see all the beautiful stuff that you post and I love 
like the color schemes and I love all the materials that you use. How did you get into this? How did you get into design? Because, you know, a lot of people want to get into design, but how did you start? So I sort of fumbled upon it like by accident. I got married young and I had two kids and I love doing like parties with friends and decorating people's houses with them. Like every time I wanted to have a lunch date with a friend, I'd be like, oh, let's just go to like Marshall's or TJ Maxx or Home Goods and see what they have and see what we could do with it. And it just developed from there. I went to school and I had two little kids. Um, I did a lot of it online because that's what happens when you multitask life. And it just developed from there. I started off in residential design and then I did a lot of multifamily back in Michigan before I moved to Miami. Um, and then just healthcare, hospitality, commercial, it all just developed from there. And that's how I got into it. Awesome, awesome. So you were, did you live in Chicago? Where else did you live besides Miami? Michigan. Michigan, Michigan. yeah. What were you doing in Michigan as far as, I see that you have a big following on Link or on Instagram, gosh, she has almost, I think she has about 19,000 followers. Yeah, she has 19.1 thousand followers on Instagram. And if yeah. you don't, if you don't, if you're not following her already, uh, follow her at, at, what is it, Mickey, at Mickey underscore Klein underscore interiors. Yeah. yeah. Guys, follow her. She has a bunch of beautiful stuff online. Um, you got into the residential side and then you kind of went into the commercial side. How did that work? Right. So I started off in residential. So you'll see my Instagram is a lot of inspiration. A lot of my followers like to say, you know, I'm doing a renovation or I need to dress up a room or, you know, I, I don't, I can't afford to actually redesign my home, but I can afford to do some paint and accessories. So that's where my Instagram is. It's really more inspiration for my followers who are more residential based. Um, I slowly got into commercial when I started with the multifamily. So that was clubhouses, um, apartments, exterior, um, co-office spaces, like that kind of stuff. So it just like trickled into that. It was sort of like the commercial residential merge, I guess you would say. And then I did a few synagogues, like it just trickled down into, oh, you've done a clubhouse. Okay. So you can do a synagogue. Oh, you've done this. So you can do that. And I'm like, Sure. And I'm always up for the challenge. Um, I actually love that. It just keeps me going. It fuels me. Um, and that's really where it's at. You know, it's just. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like right now in the space that we are, I think it's like you can merge both those things together. Design, design for commercial and design for residential. People want that commercial look in their house these days and and then same thing commercial like hotels they want that residential feel in their in their lobbies and in their rooms because when you're talking about the hotel space you want it to feel like your home right you don't right. Want to feel it's boxy and uncomfortable and, and i love that how you can combine those two things and kind of make it your own yeah and well, listen are there, are there rules in design there are rules in design but most good designers out there they tend to break the rules a little, a little bit. They stick within some guidelines, but they merge in the uh, <laughs> the fun stuff of breaking the rules. But they know that the key is knowing how to break them. So it's subtle and it makes a big impact without it being like, what were they thinking? Right, right. So, hey guys, if you have a question for Mickey, hit the comments and let us know, right? Right, Mickey, you wanna hear some yes. uh, questions? 
I will answer all your questions. All Please hit her up with a really hard question, guys. <laughs> it's okay. I have coffee. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before our conversation here, I was telling Mickey, I was like, hey, the last two days I've been helping my son with his exams. And this is like the last week of school and he has exams. And I'm like, I didn't learn. I don't think I learned any of this stuff. And Mickey's like, I don't, I, I didn't either. And it's just hard, right? So not those hard math questions, but anything that has to do with the hotels and design related, we'll, we'll take those. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. No math, right? <laughs> Nothing to do with school, please. Cause <laughs> not, yeah. not, not the high school tutor over here. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, we have a uh, Deborah Bailey on. Hey, Deborah, Steve, Jerry, definitely ask a, a bunch of questions and uh, all right, let's get into the top 10 design trends for 2020 hotel design trends because that's what we're here for we can you can like transform your lobby just with what like color materials what yeah basically so i want to go back to first impressions you know we have the five senses and touch is the first one but when you walk into a commercial space or a hospitality space or a hotel lobby you're not going around touching all of the textures the right. first sense that you're going to use is sight so you don't want to overwhelm the site because as humans, we don't know where to look first. If we're overwhelmed, we are gonna look at the lighting or the wall art or the flooring if it's too over patterned or the reception desk or, I mean, I could keep going. You really wanna know how to draw the eye in and make the guests feel invited and welcome and sort of at home, like comfortable. They wanna walk in and be like, okay, I wanna stay here. And, and more importantly, I wanna come back. So it's not just, you know, pile in all the trends and get it all done and make it look so luxurious and so amazing. It's your delivery and execution of the design. So that's mm -hmm. really, it's really the most important thought when you first walk into the hotel lobby. Um, should we start with the top 10? Let's start with the top 10. We have a bunch of questions too. So um, I think okay. they're, they're saying, uh, Chris says, can you show images? Crystal, in this, in this, in this format, we cannot show images, but Hey, I'm happy to send you over some images. And yeah, and I'm going to be super descriptive. So you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. As soon as I'm talking, you'll be like, okay, I can understand what that is. So hopefully you can re relate to it a little. Yeah, but Chad and Bill, we're going to get to your questions. And yeah, let's start with the top 10 hotel design trends for 2020. Because okay. I'm going to be answering a lot of these questions as we go through. Because Chad just had a question about um, hard 90 degree angles. So that's actually <laughs> changing. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get to it. Okay. Um, so the first one, one, what? What's number one? Muted colors. Um, so what muted colors means is if you're going to take a blue or a red or a pink, anything bright and bold, the way to mute it down is either to add black to it or white. It's like the secret of, I guess, as a woman, let's try to, you know, relate. But if you're gonna go for a manicure and you wanna get a lighter color, if you put white behind it on the first layer, it's gonna be a drop more um, pronounced, but also muted, believe it or not. So by adding white or black to whatever color you're choosing for your walls, it's actually gonna mute it and make it more warm, more you know comforting. And that's basically very into, we're not going bold anymore. Um, other ways we're going to go bold, but on your walls, on your backdrop, which is basically just, you know, it's setting the tone for the whole entire space. Muted colors are what's really, really hot, what's coming in. 
So what colors? So I know in our lobby, like five years ago, we used to have red because red was yeah. like super <laughs> like accent walls, accent walls, right? Back in the day. Right. We just converted everything to like grays. Light okay. grays, really, really muted colors. Is that what's right. trend? Yes, yes. I'll say yes. But there's also a way to mute your color scheme. So if your hotel brand has a certain color scheme that they want to use, they can still stick within that family, but mute it down and make it feel more neutral. So it's tricky, but it's doable. So why change? Why should a brand change their whole entire color scheme? There's ways to complement it and bring it out and make it really stand out without being like, oh my God, that's overkill for the eye when you first walk in. Right. So there's ways to do it by just muting the color, basically staying within the same family, but switching the tone. Okay. Now should a hotel paint their doors, the same color as one of their, the color of their logo, one of the <laughs> colors on their logo. I see that often. Um, <laughs> or It depends. I'm not going to say no, but I'm definitely not going to be like, sure. <laughs> it depends. What color is there a better mm -hmm more neutral color that will complement the whole entire design, then I would say maybe go with that color, not the most bold. Like if you're gonna have red walls to paint the doors yellow is just gonna be overkill. So I would almost find a different either complementary color or a color within the same logo or family that sort of complements and doesn't overpower. Okay, so number one is muted colors. All right, number two. Okay, curves. Um, this answers the question of the 90 degree angles. Basically, all of that is out. Don't mind the chair behind me. <laughs> um, curves. So that means rounded walls. I'll give you an example. If you walk into the lobby of a hotel and you see the reception desk right in front of your eye, let's just say it's centered, either the reception would be rounded or the wall, the focal wall behind it could be rounded with a wave. So we're getting rid of the harsh lines and we're just adding in curves. Furniture, like if you look online, sofas and chairs, they're all more rounded, they're not squared off. Um, another great one is for a conference room. If you wanted to do a, like a large, extra large round table, it just makes people feel more involved and more accepted and more just, I would say, I keep going back to comfortable, but it is. When you walk in and you sit at a round table, you see everyone. When you're sitting at a rectangle table, you either see the person across from you or the person next to you. It's very hard to lean forward and see down the table. Um, round table. Um, also, believe it or not, anything round fits more in a tight space. You can sort of put it in the corner. So there's a lot of perks to doing anything with curves or rounded um, corners. Another big one is arches. So a regular door frame usually is 90 degree angles. And now everyone is sort of incorporating arch doorways, arch doors. So the bottom, and there's a way to do it where you don't have to throw out your arch door. You can literally have the contractor round out the edges of your rectangle current door and they'll fix the door frame as well. Um, and it's just a simple, you know, easy switch. Like people will ask, how do I do a big update on a low budget? These types of things are super, super important to give that wow factor without hitting the budget, like out of the park. And then you really, you get the best of both worlds. Now, are we talking about in the rooms or are we talking about in the lobby or? or Anywhere. Anywhere. Curves are in. Curves That's just where in. it's at. So there's ways to incorporate in each space. So if it were a lobby or the reception, I would say the reception desk should have rounded corners, maybe a waved wall behind or some sort of a cylinder 
um, theme behind, in between, you know, there's different creative ways. Um, the furniture should be rounded as well, maybe circle rugs, circle conference table. Um, and then if you're gonna go into the guest suites, um, rounded headboards you could do, rounded arch doorways you can do. Um, oh gosh, I can keep going. Furniture. <laughs> right, so so now if we have a braided, you know, hotel, then, you know, a lot of things you cannot do, but um, some things for independents or boutiques or any of those hotel, hotels can do the, the specific stuff. But if you have a branded hotel and you want to have something special as far as in your lobby, like an accent piece, what do you recommend as far as, I can't change my walls because of structural or whatever, but I can add some some pieces that could make it feel like it's rounded. Can you do those kind of things? Yes, so besides for a carpet, um, carpet, furniture, wall art, wallpaper. So you can actually make a pattern, a curved pattern, and then frame it out with molding. So you're actually, you know, putting wall art on top. So you're not changing the base color. You're just changing a little bit on top. So you don't have to do the whole wall like that. You can just do a little area. So it's almost like a wall art, which gives that curved feel. Um, I would also say, believe it or not, um, if you were to do any wall art in a circle frame, that just gives the curved feeling. You don't have to really change much other than putting more art on the wall or different art. Um, rounded pillows on the sofas, on the furniture, um, rounded light fixtures. Mm. So there's a lot, there's a lot of ways, even if you wanted to put a floor lamp, let's say you couldn't touch anything and you can just add a floor lamp or add a vase on the reception desk, just bring it in with round. Okay, nice, yeah. curve, all right, so number two is curves. Now, well, hold on, before we move on, can you, are mirrors still in? Can I do a round mirror? Mirrors are always in. Everyone always likes to look in the mirror. No, but mirrors are still in, believe it or not. It's a design trick, I'll give this one away, that designers use if it's in a small space. It just makes the room look so much bigger if you add mirrors. And you can also do wall art with different shaped mirrors and different sizes. So you can just keep going. All right, so curve, that's number two. Number three, uh, what's number three? Minimalism. This what is, okay exactly what it means, exactly what it sounds, minimal. Um, I think people think that in order to make a space homey and welcoming, you need to put stuff in it, fill it up. Right. And it's not true, it's not true at all. It's all about the colors you use. Um, it's about the placement, believe it or not. It's about um, having the exact right accessories in the right space and in the right spot and to make your eye actually draw to that so that you can connect with it. So minimalism, I would say, is about, you know, just toning it down. So how I would incorporate that, I would either put a built-in on the wall of some sort and display maybe books on it, very organized, um, other trinkets um, organized, or like we were talking about a while ago, how like the new gift shop concept is more of, you know, it's based out of almost like a built-in. So having a display is really the way to minimize the clutter, but also keep it organized. And it actually makes people feel more like they can relate to the space because they know exactly what to expect when they see it. Um, another thing is glass or lucite furniture. Because you can see through it, it doesn't feel heavy in the room. So you can have a huge 14 foot conference table, but if it's made out of acrylic, or if the chairs pushed up to it are acrylic with some sort of fabric on it, it's just gonna make the space feel much lighter. 
not as heavy, um, not overpowering. So that's really in. Um, that's really what it is. Okay. Just bringing it down to minimalism. Keep it simple. Is that what you're saying? Keep, keep it simple. simple. Don't clutter. Don't like put stuff. Everything should have a spot, and that's also like if you do built-ins, it's a good way to like hide stuff that you don't want people to see. Yeah. Um, overstock of anything. Um, it's just. It's just. I. I would say it's almost a way of life. It's a way to keep organized and keep on top of everything. Now, when you're saying minimalism, minimalism, now, do you personally, I mean, you can use all, guys, whoever's listening to this, you can use this for your personal, your home life too, right? This is not just for commercial, this is not advice just for your hotel and commercial spaces, but this is like home advice too. Like she was talking about, you can get rid of the, get rid of the junk. And here's what we do at our house. If we don't use it for three months, we haven't used it in three months, guess what? It's out of here. Because we're just wasting space, we're waste, we're, we're we're being one of those crazy crazy people that just collects stuff and the hoarders. <laughs> if you don't use it in three, four months or six months, and it doesn't mean anything to you personally, get rid of it because you're just you're just buying stuff, and so that actually prevents us from buying stuff. Like we don't really need a bunch of stuff if it if it you know doesn't make sense, and, right. and I think that's a way of life in, in in the hotel space too. Like just don't clutter stuff up just because you want it to you think it's gonna look good, right? Maybe. Right. Add, a friend because they'll tell you the honest truth like does this match and you know uh, instead of you just adding all this stuff and kind yeah. of cleaning up your lobby or your rooms or any of that stuff right exactly all right so let's go to number four understated okay. focal points what understated is focal points okay it's very confusing actually believe it or not so it used to be that a focal point was having a very very loud wallpaper or a bold bright wall art or a huge like funky chair or something like that. So an understated focal point is actually something like an amazing outside view, let's just say. Your hotel is overlooking the ocean and if, which is gonna go into my next number five, but it's, it's basically, it's basically furnishing and designing the room around that understated focal point. Let's say you have a wallpaper, like you were saying, how some branded hotels cannot get rid of whatever it is that you know their brand is saying is needed. Um, there is a way to make that an understated focal point and design the room around it, meaning the furniture will face that focal point. Um, it will just bring out its natural like amazingness, I would say, so that when you walk in, that's the first thing you see. So we started off saying, don't overwhelm the eye. It's because you want the guests to see that one thing that they can connect to. So that's really what an understated focal point is. Um, there's a way to do it. So basically the focal point is number one. That's what you want the guests to see. So you're gonna arrange, let's say the lobby furniture facing that. Um, you'll layer up the textures of the furniture and the rug and the um, accessories around it, side tables, coffee tables, um, trinkets that go on that, you know, accessories. And then how you draw it all together is a curtain or a window treatment that will match your branded colors or complement them. And almost that's the frame of the backdrop. So it just completes the view that when you walk in visually, that's the first thing you're gonna see. Um, you can also do it with the reception area, believe it or not. The backdrop of the reception desk should be the understated focal point. If, if it's centered when you first walk in, um, whether it's a wallpaper or a stone finish or 
I can keep going. <laughs> There's like so many things. Um, you want to put that as the background and then you'll put your, you know, logo or your digital screen or whatever it is on top. So it's almost that is the backdrop of the whole entire space. And then you'll arrange everything else in the room or the area to complement it and to make it feel like that is still the backdrop, not take your eye away from it. Understand. understand. Okay. That is number four. Number five, functionalism. Yes. So this is where it is more of a space planning concept. Um, every hotel chain, every commercial property, every healthcare facility, anything, any home um, has its way of functioning. So when you walk in the door, you have to take into consideration before designers even come into the space of adding in the decor, they have to be present almost for the function of the area. So when you walk in, is reception right in front? Do you want the guest to walk in and see you? Do you want it to be to the right where recept where the guest can come in and view the entire understated focal point and then see the reception? Um, is it is the dining room or the you know communal gym off to the left? Do you want the guests to see that first? Do you want them to see, you know, how's the space functioning is how you have to design around. And this happens to apply everywhere. Um, it's very hard for, for me and other people to walk into a space and be like, I don't know where to go. Even though reception's to the right, <laughs> the, the gift shop's to the left, the yeah. lobby's straight ahead. They still are like, where's reception? I don't know where to go. Uh, and they get overwhelmed almost. And it it does create subconsciously, and it's, it's almost psychology, um, a feeling of, I didn't like that first impression when I walked in. I didn't like the way I felt. Um, and they remember that when they first walk in. So it's really important that you come up with what is the best way for the space to function first, and then we design around it. So that's really how it is. Same thing in a kitchen. Right. Um, are you using, are you a chef? Are you a baker? Are you someone who just likes to order in and heat things up? It's all about the function of how you design your kitchen based on what you use the most and based on what you want to hide the most also. Um, so that's just what it is. Awesome. It's all about functioning. Function, I know. A lot of times you walk into a lobby or a business and you're like, what is, what's going on here? It's all cluttered. Mm -hmm not where they want to draw the customer in or the guest in. And right. then the guest is like, well, where's the signs? And then they start looking for signs. And um, yeah, I feel like if you're, it depends if you're a resort or whatever you are, like where do you want them to draw in first? Like I mean, once they walk from the parking lot or the valet, how do they walk into the building? And then do they automatically know to make a right or do they? Right. Is, is that what you're talking about when you talk about functional? That's what I'm talking about. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, signage. You just need signage. But um, believe it or not, most people aren't looking. They're looking for a signage, but they're not. They're looking for it to almost, it's that instant gratification. They're looking for it to almost click. So when they walk in, you know, if there's no signage saying reception or, you know, gym or cafeteria or whatever it may be, then definitely no one really knows. But it's right. almost, it should almost be like, second nature where reception is what the person is, you know, wants to gravitate towards first. Um, just the flow of the space, really. Awesome, awesome. All right, so what is number six? Number six is monochromatic design. So this is basically, how do I explain this 
so that it's easily understandable. Basically, it's about taking one color and using that throughout the space. And people are like, what does that mean? You just paint everything black from ceiling to floor and it's just like mm -hmm. all monochromatic and then you put black furniture on top and black accessories, that's overkill. And what I like to say is you start from the bottom up. Um, it means if I'm going to start with the color blue, I'm gonna put some sort of neutral flooring, neutral color, and I'm gonna put either a blue rug on top or I'm going to put, skip the rug, and I'm gonna put blue furniture. So I'm gonna then go to the sofa or the chairs or the side tables that would be lucite because I don't wanna overkill the blue. Um, the pillows on top are blue and they're not all the same shade. They can all be different shades of the same color. Um, and then we'd go up to the window treatments, the wall color or the wallpaper, and just build your way up. Um, that gives the monochromatic feel without it being overkill. And the way to just complement it is by mixing in a few shades of the same color. Um, this can be done for reception as well, dining as well, any space. Um, now, this doesn't mean that when you walk in the door, everything in the whole entire space is blue. It means you choose one area to use that monochromatic design, and then you sort of design the rest, um, incorporating a few shades of blue, mm -hmm. but more with a neutral backdrop. Okay, good. Um, now, is how do I pick a theme? Let's. I, I'm going to stop right here. I think we have, we have four more, three more to go, four more to go. How do you pick a theme for your lobby or your hotel room? Like, and if you don't have anything like a brand that's a standard, how do you pick that theme? Like farmhouse, like what are all the different popular themes right now? Right, so it's funny because there's no, I, I wouldn't say there's a popular theme right now. It's all about incorporating these design trends into what people feel most relatable to. So if I were to say a theme, I wouldn't say theme, but people like calming, neutral, um, warm spaces. They wanna feel like they're home away from home, but without having to do like anything that they would have to do in their own home. So welcoming and relatable is the theme. So would you put a chicken or a rooster on the shelf? Um, theoretically, you can as decor, but not overkill. Your walls shouldn't be bright red, black, and white, so it's back in the day, like yeah. country feel. There's ways to incorporate <laughs> themes in a subtle way, keeping the background like, drop more neutral um, without losing that, um, I guess, hotel mission that you would say would be their theme. Right. Would you um, that actually... Sorry, go what? Ahead. Would you bring in that local feel? Like if you're like in the in a city, then you might do a little bit modern. Like right. if you're like so in the So that's the relatable aspect. You have to, in order to design, you have to know what's around. Like, you know, what the competition is across the street, what the local people like to do, what kind of entertainment it is around. Um, what city you're in? Are you in a city? Are you in something like an area that closes down at 5 p.m.? Are you in a nightlife type of place? And you have to incorporate also the type of people that come. So let's say I'm in doing a hotel in Wynwood, let's say. That's a very artistic area. I wouldn't yeah, put for any- For listeners that don't know Wynwood, it is a, it's an art district in Miami where a bunch of artists go in all yeah. of the walls and, and, and all the streets, there's art everywhere. Literally, uh, entering Art Basel, which yeah. just was last week. Um, yeah. It was insane, it was amazing. Um, you have to almost create a space that 
the, the people who are coming, the guests are, can relate to without it taking away from the vibe of the area. So if it's artistic, it's still Miami. So you have to incorporate that feel also with keeping in mind the artistic aspect. So that actually does go into my next, um, my next trend, which is fun bathroom design. And a lot of people would be like, oh, splatter paint or bubble wallpaper or, you know, what what would you put on the walls? Um, it's actually pretty cool. So what we're seeing is um, very, very um, creative almost fixtures. The faucets are made out of piping or the handles look like, you know, sprinkler heads or you know, like screwdrivers as, you know, there's there's so many ways to make it creative and wallpaper as well. So anything that has to do with the hotel theme, um, their logo, their locals, their, like you were just saying, the concept of what they wanted to bring in is really brought out in bathrooms now. So you're walking in, you have a neutral, you know, vibe, you feel like, oh my gosh, I love this space, um, you know, you want to bring in old Hollywood glam, but you want it sort of to match the rest of the decor. So you would bring in golds. You can have chandeliers in the bathroom. You can do fun wallpaper, but a neutral floor. You have to tone it down. It can't be overkill. Um, and then you can have, I mean, anyone's custom making faucets now that are not too crazy expensive. So you can have a regular mm -hmm. faucet head and then the handles can be more creative to bring in that style. Um, and also the wall art inside the bathroom is very important. Um, what is that um, concept that you wanna bring in? And that's where you incorporate it. So it's not only bathrooms, but that's really where people are getting more creative now yeah. because it's not too big of a space, um, but it's just, it's a new trend. And I, lo I love bathrooms. I it's a conversation it. piece though also. Like you'll come yeah. out and be like, oh my God, did you just see the signage on the door when you were walking out? Like people yeah. will say that. <laughs> I, and you know, another thing is soap in the bathroom. Like, so you could do design from a lot of aspects. Like it's not, design's not just colors and materials, but it's like yeah. the scent, it's how you feel, it's yeah. the lighting, it's the mood, it's all the senses kind of combined, right? Yeah. Here's a story. Uh, earlier this year, we just took our entire flat walls in our bathrooms that were just paint and we subway tile the entire thing white and it looks beautiful compared to like what it was right. and then we accented off with like you know some artwork and then a nice nice uh, sink but i feel like pe people's first impressions especially mine when i walk into a business and i i have a small bladder so i have to use the restroom all the time right uh, i go to the bathroom and i judge my experience at this business, based on how the bathroom looks, how it makes me feel, how the soap smells, like after I wash my hands, a oh, lot yeah. of things. I even go back and I'm like, I go to my kids, I'm like, hey, smell the soap. <laughs> Did you wash your hands? <laughs> I wash my hands and I'm like, hey, smell the soap because it smells awesome, right? And they're like, right. I'm going to go wash my hands too. Like right. that experience. And that's what design's about. It's not just the colors, right? Do you agree? Right. It's true. It's very true. It's about the experience or like we said from the beginning, if you can relate to it. Um, it's funny that you're saying that because I'll, like, like I said before, I'll come out of the bathroom and be like, oh my God, that was so creative. Or, um, you know, I really can tell what the hotel stands for or the commercial space stands for, like what they are all about based on their bathroom design. Yeah, so yeah. we're getting a few questions about um, <clears throat> grayish colors and neutrals. 
there's ways to, you know, you can always have neutrals in a space because it does make it more homey in a way, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. But no, your walls shouldn't be grayish, your floor shouldn't be grayish, your, your furniture shouldn't be grayish, you shouldn't be layering all the grayish on top of grayish. Um, there's ways to bring it in, such as if you wanted to do a neutral grayish wall, put in a black floor, accent it, mm -hmm. um, put a grayish pillow on your blue sofa, um, but don't overkill the grayish anymore. You don't have to. It goes back to my number one trend, which is muted colors. There's ways to bring in color in a more muted, neutral way without it being over the top and overpowering. Good questions, guys. Hey, welcome, Joel, Jennifer. Jen Listen, Jennifer is awesome. She's always engaging on LinkedIn. So thank you, Jennifer. <laughs> Joel, Dell, welcome. A uh, bunch of good, great questions, guys. Great engagement. Let's continue yeah. the conversation. I think we missed number seven, which is dark painted doors. Yes, we did. Mean? Sorry. Paint my doors black? Uh, what do I do? Uh, believe it or not, yes. 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 Okay. So this would be if I had a light gray wall or a white, um, any neutral light color on the wall, you actually would paint either the door frame white and the base molding white, and then the door itself black, or you can go with the baseboards and the door molding and the door, that dark color. So black, dark wood, dark gray. It actually brings in character to the space. And believe it or not, it's not overpowering at all. I actually wish I had a picture right now of this because I actually did this in my own house. When you first walk into my house, you see this high gloss black piano finished door on the restroom and the guest room. And everyone's like, wow. And my 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 floors are white. I mean, my they're like a creamy white. My walls are white, and you just get this pop of color. But it's super elegant. It's not overpowering at all. Um, we're seeing it a lot in wood tones. So you know, hotel lobbies, any door like the hallway door or you know the reception door behind. Like, if you want to bring in those dark doors, you would just incorporate that same color somewhere else in the space, whether it's a throw pillow or if it's um, part of the rug or wall art, all the frames in the wall art. Um, like you have wall art behind you that's black framed. You, believe it or not, um, could do your doors black because you somehow brought it in and completed the look. That's a good idea. Yeah, and I think it's dramatic too. Like, oh my God, this is wow. Because you don't see this- But not in the like, oh my God, what are you thinking way. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's good. Yeah. And I think most, it's not normal. So you get that like, wow, this is different. Right. And I, and I love standing out. I like the, being different. I don't want to be like everybody else. Right. And that's what design's about too. It's not just, oh yeah, let's match what the neighbors are doing, but right. no, make it your own, make it like yeah. you, you stand up, make it memorable. And then yeah. you can do that in a hotel space, especially in a lobby. Like you can wow people just from colors. Oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's really if all you mean. If you have no money, and lighting. Go to, to Sherwin-Williams and they're not a brand, they're not a brand sponsor yet, but listen, go to Sherwin-Williams or go to, uh, actually sure. I, I recommend Sherwin-Williams. I actually do too. Now. I think I'm one of the only designers that prefer Sherwin-Williams. They get their colors right. They do. And it's always consistent, which I love, right? Yeah. Like I want to make sure that if I get this color and I, next week or a month later, a year later, I get the same color. It matches perfectly. And I'm not like, Oh wow. You know? Right. Uh, but if you don't have a budget paint, do accent walls. Do you recommend that? Yes, definitely. Actually, you can transform a space with just the paint and yeah. a little lighting, but usually just the paint. Um, the trick is when you change out lighting or when you change paint, um, it usually goes hand in hand. So if I change out lighting, all of a sudden my old paint is going to look horrible. 
it's just not going to look the same as it did. Lighting changes yeah. that color yeah. um, and vice versa. If I'm going to repaint and I have the old lighting, it's just going to look sort of, you know, yeah. dreary. Um, so usually not even to switch everything out. You can really just add a lamp, add, you know, a floor lamp, a table lamp, something like that, some sort of a lighting element in the space to make it really wow. Yeah. And, and, and is this crazy? I follow a few companies that just do design and I don't buy from them. Maybe like once every two years, I, I, I don't buy from, I don't buy from the author, right? right? But I just get their emails once a month. I get their emails and I see what the trends are. I see what's hot in this space. And then maybe I try to incorporate when it's the right, right time, right? I know. I, yeah, that's that really what it is. as far as the design, right? Right. It does. It keeps evolving. It's pretty cool. Sorry, um, we have one. We have one question about exposed ductwork. Yeah. Um, so the exposed ductwork is, it's more of a style. It's more the, of the industrial loft look. So if that's the vibe and that's the mission that you guys are going for, it's not out. It's not a trend. Um, it sort of goes with a designed, a design, um, you know, preference. So if I am going to go with a loft style space or a guest room that's loft style, then I probably will expose the ductwork, believe it or not, because it just helps complete the room. It's almost like a finishing touch. And it's a little easier because you just spray the whole ceiling, either black or white, and you don't have to worry about ceiling tiles or leaks or anything like that. Um, but it's not a question of it being a trend. Like I wouldn't put it in a traditional living room because it just doesn't go with that style. But if you are going for that more industrial look, it's still still applicable. Right. Now, one thing that I've done in my home and uh, we've done at our hotel in our lobbies, too, is the uh, upholstered walls. And um, I think that's popular. And I think uh, I see it on the list at number nine. Um, that's at number 10. We have one more before we get to that. Oh, see, I'm already messing up. What is, what is it? Okay. It is black and white. It's back. Totally, totally back. Um, yes, with the floor patterns. There you go. And your wall art. Um, linens. I mean, the options are endless. Wallpaper. Um, I would not do black and white loud, bold pattern wallpaper, unless it's very large scale. So what I mean by that, you can do a very, very large scale, like, like striped wallpaper, if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, it's more in also, like we start from the bottom up of you pick a floor pattern that you like within black and white. Um, and you, you can lay it however you want. And then your base molding would be either white or black. And then your walls would be sort of the opposite. So let's say I do white base molding around, I would do the perimeter of my flooring black and the middle would be a white pattern. And then I could do either a black wallpaper or, you know, anything like that to sort of like bring everything together. Um, but yes, black and white is, it's really back. Black and white kitchens, all of it. It's all I, never, I never thought it went away. <laughs> right? <laughs> No, it did a little. There was a time when everyone leaned back of that, you know, away from it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's back. I feel like it was a checkered thing the back of the day where you're like you had checkered like tiles. It's back. Yeah. It's all back. The checkered floor is back. Nice. Well, you know, we don't want to, in our hotels, we don't want to spend a ton of money and we change out stuff every single year. Right. I mean, it has to last us a few years. And Correct. what my kind of my rule of thumb is like three years, four years, keep the design in and then switch it out. Special right. colors, especially lighting. I mean, you were talking about lighting and colors, like the two easiest things that you can change out. Um, right. And we do this often because it's so cheap. 
and it makes it transforms the entire lobby or entire entire room. They think like you just renovated the entire thing when you only changed out the paint and the lighting, which is yeah. super easy and cheap to do. It is. It really is. And also like wall art. If if you're scared of going black and white, bold black and white, um, similar to the art you have behind you, or even a black curtain. I don't know what window treatments you have in your. your I, know, right I don't have window treatments in this. It's just. Uh, it's blinds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, there's there's ways to do that black and white trend with it being affordable. And then you just swap it out when you don't want to see that black and white anymore. You don't have to do a full, bold black and white. And also there's rugs. So if you wanted to keep your floor and just put down a black and white rug or some pillows on throw pillows or even a throw blanket, um, there's ways to incorporate that. Yeah. Um, I think there's one. Uh, Steve says... Other nice alternatives to square LED commercial spaces. Yeah. Um, okay. So the square LED fixtures are they they're in. That's what people are putting in instead of your regular old ballasts that <laughs> used to go in. Um, now they're making um, strip lighting as well, which is LED. A lot of um, recessed cans. You know, you you can still put those, but square instead of round. Um, even though round is in. Um, you can also do, I would say, flush mount, semi-flush mount LED fixtures. Really, mm -hmm. anything is in. So if you're trying to give that same like square LED fixture look, you can do, they have strip lighting now that's LED. So you can almost recess it into molding or into the metal frames of the ceiling um, brackets. And there's just ways to incorporate that without it being that same square LED fixture over and over and over again, or you can alternate them. So if you want to do a square and then a pattern with the um, strips and then go back to a square, you can also put the rounds in there as well and incorporate everything all in one. Good. Well, I know I screwed up and I, I revealed the last- You did. You gave it away. 2020. Um, but yeah, go ahead and explain. Okay. Upholstered walls. It is very, very in, but with a twist. So as I was saying about behind reception, um, if you have a wall that's branded and you can't make a curved wall, um, you could tough the wall with fabric. You can upholster the wall. And if you don't want to do that, you can do a very big upholstered square and frame it so it looks like it's a piece of art and then put your dig digital screen or your logo on top. But mm -hmm. um, that tufted upholstery or any upholstered wall is very in. So behind a reception, you can do a focal wall. You can do it in the lobby area. You can do it in the guest suites. Um, you can even do it when you get out of the elevators and the hallways and the corridors. Um, there are ways to incorporate it in. Um, and just a good little cheat with it is if you don't want to spend on upholstery and tufting, you can do it with wallpaper as well. There are a lot of wallpapers that feel like fabric, that feel like leather and suede and vinyl, and um, you'll get the same look at a more affordable price. Yeah, absolutely. You know who was awesome that I'm connected with? Have you heard of this uh, this awesome designer named Stacy Garcia? Yes. So She's I I, amazing. I should have brought you know I should have brought her onto the show. Can we have her on? Can you pull yeah, her on? Yeah, we should. I should have. You know, I I really messed up. We should have brought her on and talked about the whole design part of wallpaper. This, yes. this is what she does. She does wallpaper. She gorgeous, 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 gorgeous stuff. Yeah, and so really? here's uh, five years ago, I actually did Stacy Garcia wallpaper in a small part of our lobby, and it just popped that entire 
that it just popped it out and it was expensive. It was like $200 a roll or something like that. You got to fix that. But listen, it worked. It worked because He's that's why amazing. I wanted, I wanted that just really one great. more area to pop out. And I didn't spend a lot. I mean, I spent 200 bucks, but it was well worth it, right? It, it right. lasted a long time and people are like, wow, what is this, right? Um, and and, and I'm, I'm going to definitely have her on here soon and try She's to get so her. She's so talented. She's really to great. Share some ideas. But all right, so we have the 10 top 10 design trends for hotels in 2020. Now, uh, I love design, you love design. What are some ways quickly that we can, if we don't have a budget, we don't want to do anything, what's one thing that we could do or two things that we could do to kind of just start today on changing our space for design. Accessories. If you don't have money to paint, because it does, it, sometimes you think, oh, I'll paint it so cheap. And then you get to the wall and you realize something needs to be spackled and fixed up and patched up and primed and repainted and taped. It gets expensive. Um, it can, if your walls are, you know, or the popcorn has to be sanded down. Um, accessories. You could quickly go to a Home Goods or Marshalls or any of those types of stores and pick up new wall art or some sort of a trinket you want to put on a coffee table or a throw blanket or throw pillows. Um, that kind of stuff really, really transforms the space. Just like you said, you just got new art on your wall. It just makes such a big difference and it makes the room look almost new. Yeah. And it feels good. Like you feel warm and feel comfortable and it's inviting. And I feel like it's inviting. It's like you have when you walk. I walk in a hotel lobby, and you're like, "This looks ugly, and it doesn't look inviting, and it looks old." Right. And like, even right. if you don't have a, a big budget, even if it's like an economy brand where you can't do anything, right? Get color, get it. Pick a small wall, spend twenty bucks, and paint that wall, and, and then put artwork over it, and right. you can transform that. Transform that it. It also feels complete. That's really the word. In order to complete a room, you need those accessories and it actually feels finished. Sometimes you'll walk into a space and you'll be like, it's missing something. I have no clue what it is. Something is just missing. It's usually that. Like the window treatments complete the room, the art, the accessories, that kind of stuff completes the room. So it, it's it's a big deal. Even though it doesn't seem like it, it's a real big deal. All right, so the question to the for the listeners and then maybe you can answer too. All right, guys, if you're watching this and then there's a bunch of people watching, guys, thank you so much. Pet peeve, is it a pet peeve of yours in every hotel landing at the, at the lobby or at the uh, elevator to have a mirror so you can see yourself before you go down to the lobby or before you go see that person that you're going to be your date or whatever it is or that coworker that you're going to be? Uh, should we have a mirror that you can see yourself in at the landing on your floor? Question, right? Hit the comments and let us know if this is something that you're <laughs> have a pet peeve it's it's mine like i want to see myself i want to see my make sure i look good and make sure i have like some you know something sticking out or my ties not to, you know whatever is this something that's part of design um all right mickey what do you think it definitely is um there's there's really creative ways to do it so you can have your elevator doors be mirrored that way you don't even have to put a mirror you can put some sort of wall art that talks about the space. Um, you definitely need some sort of a mirror when you come on each floor out of the elevator, yeah. but there's other ways to incorporate that mirror on each floor without actually putting a wall mirror, so. Okay, well, I know in Vegas, like you go to any hotel, there is a mirror on almost every floor because people yes, are taking pictures of themselves and guess what? They're posting and they're tagging you on it. They're tagging the hotel on it, right? It's good marketing. And it's great marketing. It's good. 
people like taking pictures of themselves, right? Especially right. now with social media, right? And with Instagram and all these different channels, they want that. So give it to them, right? <laughs> That's what I do. And you can even put on the bottom, hashtag whatever your company is, and they can just tag it. Boom, there you go. Hey, you got the bell. Boom. <laughs> um, all right, this has been awesome. I've, we've learned 10 things that can help us kind of just transform our hotel, our lobbies, our rooms, our restrooms, which is super important. Okay. Now, I also have a pet peeve, like my lobby, when you walk in, it better smell good. And and yes. that's a huge part of our business. So if you don't have a scent machine, and I can recommend a few, um, please uh, have something that smells good when they walk in the lobby, not just food that your employees were cooking or breakfast. Right, so that's also what's the functionalism of the space. Keep that in mind when, you know, doing space planning and layout. You know, to have the cafeteria, the kitchen, right when you walk in, it's just not a good idea. <laughs> really not a good idea because that's what you're going to smell. So obviously, yes, you need some sort of scenting. Um, and also airflow. Airflow is a big thing. What do you mean? Um, air conditioning. You have to make sure your air conditioning is working properly. Um, <laughs> your ventilation. Um, if it's in a warmer, you know, climate and there's airflow from the back to the front of the space. So let's say you walk in the front and if you keep going all the way to the back, you'll hit the beach or the bar outside. That is gonna create airflow into the space. So it's also mechanics, it's engineering. It's not just um, put in a scent machine. But um, if you are on a budget, <laughs> I think scent machine is the way to go more. But if you are building from scratch and you know that you have unlimited ways to do space planning, just keep all of those in mind so that way it functions properly. Good, I love this. I love that you can transform your business, transform any space, it doesn't have to be a hotel, uh, but especially in hotels where you have an opportunity to wow customers as they walk through the door, this is your chance. Like your first impression, like we talked about at the beginning, like you have one chance to really catch their eye, really make them feel like, oh, I made a good choice when I booked this hotel, Right. with the lobby especially the lobby like make and you sure only have and and they're going to decide right now and then and there if they even want to come back yeah like and they might go to the competition next door across the street if they didn't like that first impression so exactly exactly you want them to feel good like you when they are sitting in your lobby just doing nothing hanging out or having a coffee or having spending some time in your lobby um make sure it's a, a great experience for them because they're going to tell friends they're going to post on social they're going to rebook they're going to tell others i mean there's so many opportunities just because you have a nice well-appointed lobby with good design good flow good function and then great customer service i mean that it all starts with that it all yeah. begins with that too right right but it's true. Hey, great hey mickey it was awesome speaking to you i think we've talked for almost an hour now and i know we're, i know you're busy and you got projects to do where can yeah. people connect with you um they can i'm on instagram like you said before linkedin as well um my website that's really the best way mickeycline.com there you go there you go well this is very insightful guys if you like this episode talking about hotel hotel design and trends please please hit the like button hit the share button too because um that's the only way we can continue growing this and i'm going to be doing this every week Mickey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. It was great. Bye. Bye. Guys, what did you think about this episode? I love design. I think it could change your business. It's changed mine where you could just impress people like right out the door, right? Right off the bat, like where they walk in, they're like, wow, this is awesome. I didn't expect this. And that's what you want when it comes to design. When it comes to 
your hotel being different than everybody else's, right? We have to do these little things, sometimes these big things, and we have to do it often. So when you're talking about design, don't let it last 10 years. Don't let it last 15 years until you start changing, but really make a change where you have a plan and you have a little budget that you continue improving your lobby, improving your rooms, improving the spaces that people really are congregating in, especially the lobby. I love when you can walk in the lobby and it's like, wow, right? Um, guys, thank you so much to Travel Media Group for sponsoring this episode. If you have any questions or need help with your social media, your reviews, your feedback, your guest service scores, hit up travelmediagroup.com forward slash Rupesh and they'll take care of you with systems that can help you drive revenues and get you better uh, better bookings, get you more bookings, right? Just through your social media. So hit up Travel Media, media Group and guys, next week, I think I'm gonna just come in quickly and uh, post next Wednesday, which is Christmas morning. I'm gonna post in just to say thank you so much and I will see you next week. Hit the like button, hit the share button and uh, let us know that you like this episode. And guys, we have some, I have some amazing people on for 2020. I'm excited about that. You're gonna love it too because it's great content that can help you grow your business. That's my goal here at, uh, at what I'm doing at Hospitality Live with me. I wanna teach you to grow your business, grow your career too. It's not just about the hotel, but it's about you improving your career in the hotel business. And uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.